super excited for our chat today to talk about a concept that is hidden. Um, And when I learned to pay attention to it, it became hugely important to me. Now I think about it all the time and I want to make sure you're thinking about it. And to set the context for that, just real quick, you know, this year we're focused on the podcast, how to live out a clear mission, build healthy community. And this second half, we're focused on building that community. Now this theme that we're on the last few weeks is to nurture your inner fire, what it means to really be stirred up and grow like crazy. So we talked about that hunger to grow. And when you're hungry to grow, you're going to, you're going to leave some people behind. You're going to have some relationships go sideways. The energy is going to go sideways. And we talked last week about how to repair that tear. And after you repair that tear, you get to calm down a little bit and you zero in on what's next. And I want to give you uh, what you're going to zero in on what's next. And here it is. It's, it's one big word, momentum, three syllables, not too big of a word, momentum. And uh, I'll talk to you about the end result of momentum and how, how you uh, how you stay in a place that momentum is coming your way continually. But I'm amazed by the people that don't think about momentum enough. Now, at a simple level, all momentum, um, you know, does is amplify your energy. Uh, it or, or the lack of it actually then subtracts from your efforts. See, momentum is, or it can be beautiful because you put energy into something you care about, a relationship, a launch, the starting of a company, moving a new initiative forward, and you're going to put energy into it and you're going to put enough energy into it to move it forward one step. But when there's momentum, you get three steps or five steps or more. And the reason we're talking about momentum in the context of community, because it's the community, the relationships around you that amplify and multiply what you're doing. To the degree that it's exciting when you have momentum, momentum, that just took me back to Max Hedrum. Very few of you will probably remember that. Uh, Old school. But just to to the degree that it's exciting when you have momentum, it's exhausting when you don't have momentum because you're putting energy into that venture, that relationship, that launch, the project, whatever, and you want to move it five steps forward and, and you put enough energy to get it there. Uh, But the lack of momentum subtracts, and so you only get one step. If you want to move things forward and you're not paying attention to your momentum, you might as well put on a blindfold, spin in circles, and throw throw darts just hoping you might hit the target. And it's a hopeless cause. So for any bad decisions I've made, they could really be summed up into two categories, bad partnerships and foolishly squandering momentum. So I've addressed partnerships. A little bit before, I have some diagnostics I use on that, some things that I watch out for that's improved greatly. Uh, But this other piece, foolishly squandering momentum, that's what I want to focus on today. I want to help you learn how to notice where your momentum is and how to make the most of it. So two actions help me do that. In my leadership and relationships, I've learned two specific actions to make the most of my momentum. Number one, I seek out wisdom just that simple. Now, let me break it down, though. I heard a psychologist speaking in Texas. Um, this was back in 2007. And as I was listening to him speak, I knew I needed his wisdom uh, to apply to a situation that I had relationally. So I went up to him and asked him, hey, can I pay you to meet with me by phone? He said, yes. Those seven sessions that I had with him were exactly what I needed. And in a lot of ways, uh, some seeds of wisdom from those germinated into certain parts of what 
is now SightShift. Uh, one time I was in the middle of an organizational and financial mess. I paid a business owner and coach to meet with me 14 times. He gave me ideas and actions that kept a bad situation from being worse. He wasn't the most financially successful person I knew, and his business wasn't even that big. But like the psychologist, I heard him speak and knew there was more there that I needed. Uh, one time I paid a month's income to seize an opportunity and hang out with an ad wizard at his business school for three days. Come to find out, he was a wizard of many things, so many that I filled up a yellow pad. All these business owners had literally flown in a chunk of them on their own planes just to hang out with him. And one single piece of advice from him was so spot on. It was the anchor point to turn around a dying nonprofit and we doubled a $600,000 investment investment in five years. Now, there have been others that I've paid for advice and coaching and wisdom. Uh, I found out about one killer source of wisdom while being mentored by another person who was meeting with me for free. But I began to outgrow what he could offer. So I wanted to know who he met with. I got that 70-year-old man's contact information. And there wasn't a week that I met with that older man that he didn't leave me better with his sage-like wisdom. Here's the thing. For a lot of us, uh, what we don't understand is that momentum is as simple as starting something new, stopping something that isn't working or working in a mediocre way, or improving something. That's it. I mean, Momentum isn't much more complicated than that. It's it's starting and it's stopping and it's improving. And if we don't have a context of community around that to amplify our efforts, then we're going to spend a ton of time and energy and it's not going to grow. So what I want to do is make sure that I have relationships around me that are going to help me amplify my efforts. That's the seeking out of wisdom. Um, At one point, I was suffocating under a problem, and I I noticed a person's name kept coming up from three other people. So I asked for their contact information. And upon reaching out, that person met with me for over a year and helped me immensely. I mean, you're getting the drift here. I'm reaching out to people. I'm seeking out wisdom. Now, how do I prep for meetings when I am trying to seek out someone's wisdom? Well, I always want to be ready to talk about my life and business in four categories. And I've given you these before, but I'll give them to you again because they're huge. These shape the questions that I formulate and ask. Having a grasp on these four categories will also aid you to lead brilliantly in your own organization because you can get a grasp of the situation and know what's happening and know where you are. You can use these as a conversation starter at social gatherings or, or meeting folks in a coffee shop. So here's they are. here they are, four things. Where am I winning? Where am I losing? Where am I stuck? And what's inspiring me? It's just that simple. I use these four questions to help me. There are people that I'll hop on a phone call with for 30 minutes. They get 15 minutes, I get 15 minutes, and we each just speak to those as a way of staying connected and keeping each other inspired. Now, all of that is great, and all of this is important to seek out wisdom. But it's not enough to seek out world-class information you need because you also need to customize the wisdom that you receive from others for where you are and apply it with awareness of your own setbacks, limitations, blind spots, weaknesses, strengths. Now, how do you do that? 
Well, the best of the best in coaching and mentoring will help you develop your own inner wisdom as you apply their wisdom. Because sometimes they're going to passionately share their perspective and you have to reject some of what they're saying. How? And this is the second action I take to make the most of momentum. I seek out wisdom. Number two, I study myself to customize the wisdom. I mean, when my kids uh, were younger and they played softball, I remember that uh, I would play in the backyard with them and we would have a blast. We had a pool, one of those redneck PVC pipe pools set up in the corner of our yard. And so uh, that was third base. No, excuse me, second base. So you'd tag the playground for first base, jump in the pool for second base. Uh, We had a third base and you run home and so much fun. And You know, for me, it was more about the fun than trying to teach them a ton of skills because I don't really know jack about baseball. I could teach them how to swing a bat and keep their eye on the ball, Uh, some, some fundamentals, if you will. Then when they played and they were now going to be learning under a coach, you know, I remember both of them. I sit him down. I'm like, look, you've been playing in the backyard with dad. I've been teaching you things. You're about to play with the coach. And he may tell you things different than what I said. Now, what do you think uh, I I did to help their little brains with that? I said, you better listen to your dad because I know best. No, I didn't say that. I said, listen to your coach. Your coach knows more than me. Your coach is better at this than me. Um, And I watched as the coach then on the the ball field would teach them the fundamentals uh, and take it even further than I had. But then with each child, when he noticed something deficient in their approach or something that was really great that he wanted to maximize, he would customize what he was saying to them. I have to study myself to customize the wisdom. I seek out the wisdom from others. And then I study myself to customize the wisdom they offer. Look, whether it's losing or gaining momentum in relationships, partnership decisions, or any other metric related to your business, you can't blindly follow the advice of others. Typically, if the person advising has a demeanor of hype and bravado, they will struggle being able to see exceptions to their rules. They can still help you move forward. There's just a bit more to spit out from what they feed you. Ultimately, I will be blocked up in customizing their wisdom if I am proving or hiding something within myself. So I just ask myself some questions as a gut check. And I gave you these questions, I think it was the ninth um, podcast that we've ever done on this, and it was on improving decision-making. So a little gut check here. We could look at them real quick. Number one, am I distorting reality to force the story I want to be true? See, again, this goes back to uh, when we started this little series on Nurture the Fire. You never want to force something. So is there anywhere you're forcing a story you want to be true and you're distorting reality? Are you looking for a fact to justify what you feel, thus covering up concerns? Um, Are you counting on external factors you can't control and chasing a fantasy? And are you aware of the primary reason you could hijack your decision-making? See, fools miss the lessons from life's correction because they trust solely in their own heart, not getting outside counsel from right people, from the right people. They become become their own worst enemy and create more problems when they don't learn how to customize the wisdom of others to their own situation. I mean, I can't compare my story to others. I learn and am inspired from them. 
but nobody's journey takes the contour that mine takes. I'll hear little facts from people's stories about something that they faced in a hardship or a setback. I'm like, oh my gosh, that feels so amazing to know they struggled that way. But then there's usually a way that my story is a little bit different that I could beat myself up about or be hard on myself. Look, I don't need to do that. I do want to eliminate mistakes and I want to eliminate more and more of them. But I want to learn to pay attention to the customization of my situation, how to take their wisdom and apply it, knowing that my life and my story and my journey is different. Now, here's a crazy truth for you as we wrap this up. The more you teach others to find their own inner wisdom as they seek out the world-class of advice, the world-class advice of others, the better you will get at it. Yeah, so just teach what you know. If you'll teach what you know, you'll help others and you'll also start to find within yourself how you can customize your own wisdom. Now, if you're interested, I set up a free mini course to teach you how to develop people so that they can learn how to seek out wisdom and pay attention to their own uh, customized wisdom. It's boot camp style. It's simple and unadorned, but there's a lot to chew on. You can learn it. You can apply it to your situation and you can apply it to the situation of others. Um, it's just as simple as going to chrismacallister.com forward slash check in. That's it. And it's a process on how to develop others. Uh, again, very unadorned, very simple very free. So you can go check that out. Not sure how long it'll stay free, but I'll put it in the notes on the Podbean site. So hopefully you um, are connected to people that you can seek out their wisdom. Hopefully you have the courage, if you're not, to ask, to come prepared, to even be willing to pay. And then as you take their wisdom, you customize it to your situation so that you can nurture that fire and take every situation in your life and make the most of it growing your momentum. So pay attention to that momentum and be free from that comparison trap because that comparison trap is going to keep you trying to chase the story of others when the actions that you need to take may not be all about filling your day with crazy activity and hustle, but making sharp, quick, crazy movements and reaching out and trying to multiply things in a big way, reaching out to people that are super connected and doing whatever you've got to do to turn your situation around or amplify it and grow it. Seek out that customized wisdom, nurture that momentum. Have an awesome week. Peace.